how we can affect tshuva. The altar of Nevada explores the Rambam and then we'll see how that relates to our Limud HaMusar. And he says, and I'm going back to the paragraph in Perek Vav, which begins, El Al Korchach. If the Rambam can say that the will be made on you that you'll never do the very again and it's impossible to conceive of the fact that the knows that and you yourself are Mesopak <laughs> you think, oh, I could do it again the Rambam says, no, you've been, I never do it again Adorabah even when you're absolutely sure that you'll do it again, you could perhaps say, the Rebbein Shalom will say, I see deeper than that. But if we say that the Rebbein Shalom knows you'll never do it again, you for sure have got to the stage where it's clarity to the extreme that you'll never do it again. So it says the, it says that the Talumais, the one that knows the hidden mysteries, will testify that you'll never do it again. There must be within the power of a man to strengthen in his In other words, the Mashmois of the altar is that you'll get it so clear that the Rebbein Sha'olam will agree to your contention that you'll never do the very again. Not that you think you'll do it again, he says, no, you won't. Rather, it's so clear in your mind that the Rebbein Sha'olam will give you the affirmation. Ya'an, why is it possible? Because, that you can understand your workings so well and where the, where the fallibilities lie, where the fragilities, the frailties lie. And she come up and the Rebbein himself will say, it's MS. The cave and and since you know and understand yourself so well and you understand your middays, the Aye Mkoim Havada and Shiloi, and you know where you are straying and going wrong, Umi Ain Baloi Hamishal Vatos, and you know from whence comes the 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 obstacle and the mistake. You understand where you were holding before and how you lost your madrig if you have it, if you had it and how you went down. Because there's always a reason why you do something, such as random. And you know the reasons that are present which move you out of the world of Torah to the world of pursuit of things which are not aligned to Torah. If you understand and recognize all of that for your day, who Kima Shehoya Novuch Adhena, and you know that. And even though you are confused until now from your confusion you now are revolted by the other lifestyle 
after this recognition, when you can imagine in your mind how you're going to distance yourself from the places which will bring you to do an Avera, and you've set up fences to all the things which could act as possible threats to you. And you understand that you need this and it's saving you for a much better and higher life. And you decide that today is going to be a new path for you in life. Why wouldn't the Rebbein Shalom testify that you'll never go back again? Because you didn't do stammer tshuva. You didn't just say it. You came back with a tshuva which is clear and light. The derech of tshuva is a light to you. And you know you can stand. And that derech will stand in your good stead against any possible confusion. Now the altar says that it's shaykh to do tshuva. We have to believe, we have to be a munah that it's shaykh to do tshuva. But more than that, we have to have the knowledge and the understanding that it's a better life. Calls man, we think, calls man, we feel that a life which is not a life as a tzadigomor is a better off life experientially than the life of a tzadigomor the possibility of tshuva is rochok mimenu if we think that if I would be the tzadigomor I would live a life of misery and deprivation so we ain't going there if we feel that the life of a tzaddik is a much deeper, richer, more fulfilling, pleasurable life something I want we will have a chance of getting there. Then we just have to work out how we get around it. But you can understand that if you don't want to go there, you're not going to be Ehrlich in finding the reasons which are stopping you from getting there. Because deep down, you don't want to go there. I just want to discuss briefly a point that Rabbi Leuchter brings out in his new book. It's called Hiroite B'Tshuva, Discussing Tshuva. And he makes a, a very powerful and vital point for us in our doing Tshuva. He says that you have to understand when you have a desire to do tshuva and a desire not to do tshuva those two ritzoyinus those two wants don't cancel each other out but because a person is a complex individual they can both or they can coexist meaning I can want to do tshuva gemurah and I can want to do averus and therefore, and therefore, in order to move oneself to a place of wanting a world, which is a world outside of the one of tshuva, having a will to do tshuva doesn't help. On the other hand, repressing that desire also probably won't help because you're not getting rid of it. You're just pushing it down. The desire to go against what the Torah says. So a person's got a desire to go against what the Torah says. Let's say. We, we all do. We can assume. We can assume that we all do. We assume that our life isn't necessarily leading us to what David HaMelech says, Achas Hashem There's only one thing I want in life. It could be that there's parts of our life which aren't pure dveikus b'boyeris borach. Hooray, that's what we have for. The only thing that we're created for. That's the only tachlis in the Briyasa Adam. There is nothing else, not a single thing. A person wasn't created for any other reason but 
to a dveikus boy is borach to be misdabek to a kodesh bochu. Everything else is just a means to that end. Could be in my life. I don't feel that way. Could my life? I've got other shifas. I've got career ambitions. I've got hobbies. I've got other things. I'm not just like so narrow that all I want is dveikus boy is borach. I've got a life. So that means I'm a rochel k'mitshuva, because every act, in all the ways you have to know the Rebbeinu Shalom, there's not a single meisam machshava or dibur that you can have in the ideal sense, which is not focused on that goal. And every machshava, dibur, and meisam that you have, which is not focused on that goal, is a departure from your siba of creation. It's, a, it's, it's, it's an aberration of what you should be. To the degree that the Balatanya says, there's a process called Chibut HaKever. Chibut HaKever, I don't know what it's like in the Olam Ha, the, the world after death, but it's something like the body gets, Chibut means beaten. Something like the, the, the body gets beaten in the Kever. That doesn't sound Gishmak. But the Balatanya says, Chibut HaKever comes from, from eating things which are muta, or Taivas Mutaris. Meaning, going to a Gishmak, a kosher restaurant, Muta, Mahadran, Mina Mahadran, Mina Mahadran, and having a steak for the sake of eating a steak. That's where Chibra Keva comes in. Why? Okay, we can we could we could learn up we could learn up the, the, the Tanya, but he says because it's, it's you're using using the Ulama Gashmi, the shame Gashmias. There's no higher there's no higher intention in what you've done. So therefore, that, that, that brings it down, it brings it down. Now, when I read this by the Tanya, I was, I was broken. Because all of a sudden, he changed what I believed where the goalposts were situation, situated to where they are situated. Before, I thought like this. Aveyas, mm-mm. Mitzvahs, kvaldik. In the middle, there's this fantastic room for optional, optional, optional entertainment. That means if it's mutter, do it. And if it's also, don't do it. If it's a mitzvah, gavaldik. But there's this whole thing called mutter. And then he said to me, no, mutter's wrong. <laughs> what? Mutter's wrong? What do you mean mutter's wrong? He said, there's two things. There's mitzvahs and avayas. It's either the shame shemaim or the shame shemaim. So that broke me. It's, it's a different... So that's what that... that yes. Is it ever possible to eat that in the same show? I'm not saying on Shabbos, like during the week. I'm not like any other show. I'm not talking about the same show. I'm not talking about the same show. I'm um, I don't think I'm there yet. <laughs> he said to Rebbe Rucham, Rebbe Rucham, when people watched him eat, this is such a fascinating description, he said when they watched him eat, it looked like he was feeding himself. <laughs> Meaning, it wasn't an act of, you, you felt as if there was Rebbe Rucham, and then he was feeding his body. As opposed to when you see me eat, you feel, hmm. I wonder if that guy is in the Shoma. <laughs> Fadai, goof! <laughs> what about in the Shoma? Uh, maybe, if so. I don't know, let's wait for Davening. Maybe the Shoma will come out there. But in him, he's eating, you saw the Neshama. 
It isn't it possible also along that question to to <laughs> try to explain that? Hello, <laughs> it's like to, hello, hi, is that the National Bureau of Nagias? Yes, yes. No, we just got a beautiful one coming up for you. One second, stay on the line. Let's yeah, tell you in the gear. Like no. <laughs> if uh, it's possible that that, 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 that the taste that's of the food itself, mm. right? You mm. say like, what does it mean not to take more from the world than that what you need in order to serve Hashem? Mm. You need to physically make yourself healthy, right? Mm. But any kind of taste sensation is not in keeping with that, and therefore you've got to tap out of that. Or maybe, maybe you could say, no, that even the taste sensation is something Hashem created a food so that the party so that you could realize how beautiful his creation was. Oh, and, and is that okay? Yes. Hey? Well, I mean, in other words, there's, there's, there's two different peop- people, the, the big oivdim, related to food in one of two different ways. There mm-hmm. were oivdim, I think, as far as I know, the standard approach is <coughs> to try and move away from food, meaning deprive it of its taste and substance and not care about it but there were even I've, I've got a whole there's all sticking of Tzadok crane about this that Adarabba used the Geshmak in the food as a the Geshmak Dafka as a Aliyah Ruchnis Right, Kavon, Kavon, correct. In other words, what are you doing? Are, are you? Is this Kavon is like you want the Geshmakai, but you want to give Huda for the Geshmakai. So then you Kavon doesn't want the Geshmakai. So I need a Hechitimsa. You know, the the, the right, cliched example is: Are you eating the apple to eat the? A- are you saying the brocha to eat the apple? Or are you eating the apple to say the brocha? Das is dem hakire. Zok the heilige out of it. So in other words, it's hard for. How are you going to? How are you going to say the brocha? With Kavana, if the apple isn't tasty. If it isn't tasty. Yeah, because you're half. Apart, I've, uh, you know, with like the whole din of nenim, the whole birch is the the the, the hanoshe boy. Also, the adam hanoish meolam hazeh doesn't mean you. If you if it's no, but hanoa, it's hanoa. In other words, if you have something which has no taste, hanoa pashas means that you have a pleasure in the eating. If the eating is not a pleasurable experience, you part it from the bracha. If you take medicine which is extremely good for you, but it has a bitter, horrible taste, you don't make a bracha. I don't think you make a bracha in IV. Because he doesn't like the taste. He hates whiskey and he only drinks on Purim because it's the only thing that can get him properly drunk. That's interesting. That's interesting. It's an interesting hand holder. I mean, first of all, there's a basic cash is how come I not like, like the taste of whiskey? So even once we've got past that, we can go into a lack of discourse. I'll go upon him. What we would like to say is as follows that we want to awaken with inside ourselves the she'ifa, the desire to strive for something which is not within our Ola Magashmi. Now, what we can do is again, we have to do that derech limud hamusa behispailus. Derech limudah musa behispailus means that when you learn musa properly, it awakens inside of you different, it builds inside of you different koiches that you wouldn't have. It, it reveals the, the thirst of your neshama to connect to its creator. What Chachamim revealed to us was Adam loy nivra elo. Now, when the Ramchal in the first paragraph in Siddhis Shoyim says loy nivra elo, he doesn't say loy nivra. He says loy nivra elo. He didn't say nivra le. He was created for. He says he was not created, but 
It means it's the only possible tachlis in the creation. Sha'adam lo nivra elo. A person was only created for one thing. Lehis aneig al Hashem. To get tanuk. Tanuk is a pleasure. And where does that pleasure come from? Hashem. From the Abish himself. Boye kole lama is adoin kole nishama is. Velehenois miziv shechinosoy. And to get benefit from the lust, the shine of Ishchina, the light. And why is that? Why taka that? If the Rebbein Shalom wanted to make man, he wanted to give him the ultimate. Why did he give him the ultimate of Kirvus Elohim? Why didn't he give him the ultimate a yacht in the Bahamas? Why didn't he give him a, an island um, with a tropical fruit and uh, toast buttered on both sides with freshly fried eggs? Why did he want Kirvus Elohim? because any of that doesn't make it it doesn't, it doesn't do it because the is the source of all goodness he's the ultimate toiv and that therefore the connection to him is that's the true pleasure there's nothing that can equal that she's it's the greatest pleasure and it's the deepest experience of ecstasy that could possibly exist that could ever be created ultimate tanug. If a person really wants to connect to something which is mind-blowingly good, beyond any potential pleasure you could experience in this world, it's unlimited. It breaks all the boundaries of physicality. Now you sometimes experience that time you got Sometimes a person has hargoshin tefillah, where you feel that you've transcended a little bit the oil of my gashmi. Sometimes it's a it's 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 a beautiful scene in nature. Sometimes it's when you do a chesed. Sometimes it's when you've been learning and you come up to a deep shot and you feel that there's something's lifted you slightly above this world. But again, that's a ma'ain shabain shabain shabain. It's a tiny, 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 minute slice of what the Olam, the Tainugamiti is. The Tainugamiti, let's think that a Koyas Ruach of Olam Haba is equal to Kol Tainuga Olam Hazeh. So if you get a sense of what Tainuga Olam Hazeh are, we'll do a shtikal Izboinus. Imagine, this is called Izboinus, when we imagine the pleasure that I've experienced over the last Shabbos. And the food I ate, and the songs I sang. And if I could imagine all the physical pleasure I experienced, let's say, in the last Shabbos, the delicious chalent, the fish, the wine, the happiness I felt as a result, and I would take all that geschmackheit and I'd be able to put it into one small capsule and taste the ganze geschmackheit from Shabbos in one tiny, tiny little pill. That would be one type of pleasure, but imagine if I could, and you'd go on, and say not just the, the timing of Shabbos, let's imagine all the pleasurable experiences I had in the course 
of the entire last year and I was able to condense them into one moment of pleasure, I would experience that. But imagine if I went further than that, and I imagined all the pleasure that I experienced in the last 10 years, and I was able to condense all the pleasure into one moment, in one second, I was able to experience the ecstasy of that pleasure. Imagine if I went further from the moment that I was born until now. But imagine if I went even further, and I not only used all the pleasure, I, pleasure I've had in my life, but all the pleasure that my best friend has had in his life. Just a pleasure. And I compiled that into one tiny little moment I experienced. But then I went further and I did not only with one friend, I did it with 10 friends. All the joint pleasure that we've all experienced in our lives until now. And we condensed it, synthesized it into one tiny moment and I experienced the pleasure. And then I went further. Not only my 10 friends, I did it with the entire city that I live in. Hundreds of thousands of people, hundreds of thousands of people with millions of pleasure condensed into one moment, just my town. And I experienced this. It's almost unfathomable what that would mean. Imagine if I would do it with the entire population of the world alive today. Billions of people, trillions and trillions of moments of pleasure condensed into one tiny moment. It's mind-boggling what I would experience. Imagine if I did it from the time the world was created until the time the world comes to Tchias Amazing and I combined the entire global experience of the pleasure of humanity and I had it condensed into one moment and I experienced that pleasure in one moment, how I'd feel. If I could do that, then I would know what a sniff of Olam Haba is. Kuras Ruach means the smell, the sniff, the pleasure you get from smelling a dish when you haven't tasted it. So that pleasurable experience in its totality is a sniff of Olam Haba. Imagine Olam Haba itself. Because Zehu Hatanu Gamiti Hatanu Gamiti Hatanu it's greater than any pleasure that could ever be invented. And when a person relates to their pleasure, he touches a part of himself which is completely beyond anything physical. And he realizes there's something out there which is above, way above, way above and beyond. It's greater, it's deeper, it's more profound, it's more uplifting, it's more nourishing, it's more fulfilling. There's a tanuk hamiti atanuk. Imagine living a life that was filled with cane and measure of that time, that what a different life it would be. It would be a life without the emotional burdens of, of anger, of depression, of Kinna, the sinner, the covered, such a liberated life, and then you start to develop a drive for truth. I want to be there, I want to be there, I don't want to live in the muck, I don't want to live in the garbage, I want to go beyond it to be a pure person, to be a holy person, Kedoshim, 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 to have Kedusha inside of myself, to be Mechuba to the liberation, to have Dvekus, to arise above, above, way above, and beyond, and beyond. And then slowly but surely, you mold in yourself for a tzoyinus, she'ifas, for something beyond the here and now. And then you build yourself a she'ifa for tshuva, I want to come back, I don't want you. Every time a person does an avera, the cloud of averas is kores. You cut off from your access to the spiritual source. Kores is when it's an avera, which is the excess, the ultimate in that sense. But every avera pulls you away from the Rebbeinu Shalom. 
every mitzvah is mechaber to you. Mitzvah miloshen tzavta, connection. So when a person does a various, he's pulled away from the Ebishtah. When he does mitzvahs, he's connected to. When a person is in a state of being nourished from something which is not the Ebishtah, he's in a bad way. He has to get rid of the chrysus between him and the Rebbeinu Shalom. El al korchach. El al korchach vaite in the altar. El al korchach. Im toyen adam she'enu yochel. If you say you are unable, ve'enu ma'amin gamal acherim shuchli ischarech b'zman katsar, and you don't believe people can do it, hu loy mipnei she'adava rochoik. It's not because it's hard to do. The thing is near, but you're making yourself far away from it. It's like Chazal said, I think it's referring to a person that when he was, um, before, if I'm not mistaken, before he was Megayer, he said that Jews can't, it uh, can't be that Jews keep Shabbos. Because if Jews would keep Shabbos, we'd find so many wallets in the marketplace. And this person criticizes the Yid with the lackings of a non-Jew. Meaning that, understand, I don't have to look up the Gemara, I'm not clear, but I think what the Gemara says is that if Jews kept Shabbos when he's a non-Jew it's not shy that the Jews could have kept Shabbos because if they would have kept Shabbos so there would have been wallets you would have found in the Rishis Arabi I don't know if that means because they would have rushed into Shabbos in their business dealing and having to leave them on the, left them on the spot or could have carried them with them but Kitsa the point he's making is that when you're in one world I remember having this experience it was quite interesting I was speaking to a person and he said to me he thinks that the having a a lot of time devoted to learning in a day is just, it's, it's a fantasy, it's not a reality. People can't learn every day. It's not shy to learn every day. Is yeah, a person who is, is, is living in a community, is living in a community where no one learned. So when you, when you speak to a person that's living in a community where no one learns and you say, you know, you have to learn every day, he says, it's not possible. It's not possible, you can't do that. It's not, it's not because his entire mind frame is informed by what he sees around him. But when that same person moves to a different per- community where people organize their lives that they can learn, you know, you go to a place like Manchester, so the average by the boss has a two hour seder at night. Average by the boss has a two hour seder at night. They're like calling for Balabatim, that's what you do. All of a sudden, he says, Oh, it's possible you can learn for two hours at night. I'm not talking about day and during the day. It's possible. You know, if if you if you if you daven in a show where they where they where they swallow up de Zimra in ten minutes, you don't believe that you can spend forty five minutes on de Zimra during the week. You go to a show where they do it on a regular basis, you see and then you get into it and you see the richness and the depth until you see that you don't believe it exists. So a person's ability to grasp something is often based on his experience of the environment around him. And it's very hard to imagine something that you haven't seen and experienced, and especially if you're experiencing and seeing that as you are trying to imagine beyond it. So it says the altar, that that's a problem over here, that when we say we can't change, of course we can change. But you're around people that aren't doing it, you say, well, no one else has done it. Everyone else is mirroring what I'm feeling inside. Everyone goes through Yom Kippur and they come out pretty much the same person as they went in. So therefore, it can't be done. Go back to the watch marshal. This is the altar's marshal. That when your watch is not working and you want to set the time, the problem is no one's watches are working. So whenever you adjust the time, you're going to hand the wrong time.
You need to find Greenwich Mean Time and set your watch in accordance with the Greenwich Mean Time. And says, Alta, I'm giving you the Greenwich Mean Time. This is how you should set your watch. You can't change. The thing that you lack, it's so far from you, it's like it's died inside you. Even if you see other people, you say, there's no way they've got there. How can you go from a depraved existence to a lofty existence in a small amount of time? When that's speaking, it's not speaking your higher lofty madragas are not speaking, what's speaking is your lowliness. And your lowliness deprives you of what you could achieve. Like a blind person denies that there's sun. Everyone knows about the sun, but if you're blind, you say it doesn't exist. A blind person says there's no such thing. But the truth is, the application is very different from the marshal. Over there, the blind person is blind by nature, he can't see. But over here, you can do tshuva to the degree that you'll never ever go back to that same life. But you want the Avera, and you feel that you can't live without it. When you hear that the Torah wants you to chuva, whom is Dazeya Mikirbo, you get all scared inside. The Chovet Chaim used to say repeatedly, Chuva is Nishkain Bear. Chuva is not a bear. I imagine if you'd been in, in Africa, it's a lion. <laughs> not bears. There's no bears in Africa. But the kids they meant that Chuva is not a scary animal. We think it's chuva scary. We, don't, we, we are petrified of chuva. We don't when you do it. Why? Because if, if I do chuva, I'll die. Well, mean I die. It means I'll lose my life. And my life is me. Meaning, I'm a vera. <laughs> I'm a big geschmacker, shtikla vera. So you want me to do chuva, that means I have to leave myself behind. Perushoi, my veras. Who am I, my veras? Ah, Come on. Miashe tofsoi, begnevas. A person that was caught stealing and he's got the threat of death hanging over him and he's got no way of getting out. Until he decides to hang himself. Or he decides to shoot himself. You don't have to be sentenced to the death penalty. You can escape. The person who says, No, 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 no. I've already decided to strangle myself. <laughs> don't give me any eights. I've already decided to commit suicide. That's what we are. Even if the life of nature is so disgusting to him that he has no choice but to commit suicide. The Torah says, wait, come to life. If the tshuva wasn't, was, was harder than living, the Torah would have asked us to do it. The Chazal forbade 
using a lulavah adas, which have got sharp edges, which would then be uncomfortable, they may cut your hands. Why? Because the ways of the Torah are ways of pleasantness. If the Torah calls you to do tshuva, it's going to be the best life you can live. It will guide you. It will help everyone and tell you what to do. But our depressed heart knows Adam because the person is not willing to listen. He's already decided that he wants to commit spiritual suicide and therefore he doesn't respond to the call of two. But it's great. It's not it's not horrible, it's not terrible, it's gewaldic. You shouldn't fall in your heart. Like the world says, don't ask the doctor, ask the sick person. In other words, a sick person can imagine himself alive, but a person in Torah can't imagine himself living up here provided us with a marshal. Why was the world created with a hay? It's like a big porch that everyone can leave can leave. And why is the foot of the hay suspended? If you want to do tshuva, you can go through the side entrance. Go back in the same way you went out. The bottom ent- exit that you went in. It wouldn't help. In other words, the Torah, the world, the looks like this. There's this massive gap at the bottom that is really easy to fall out of. But you can do tshuva. You can come in through the side entrance. So the Gemara's cash is one second, why don't you just go back up like that? Why don't you have to go around the side? Why don't you go back up from the place from whence you come? That's the Gemara's cash. The Gemara says, let me stand, Milsa. To go back from the place you came won't help. What does that mean? <laughs> says the altar, um, why is it so? If you lock your door and the ganav breaks the lock and steals, it doesn't help to use the same lock. He'll break it again. You have to make a higher, you have to make a stronger lock. Meaning, if you fell through the first time, you can't, you'll fall through again. You have to change something fundamentally about yourself in order not to fall through the same. Pr- um, in the same way person that sees it, when you think about a life and you try to mix in your life you try to compromise you try to have a life which is a little bit a little bit world a little bit and you're not totally solely and completely invested only only in getting vacuous in the rots and our works so then you see that it's not going to work that way is a way of danger and there's many things it won't work if you stay where you were if you're going on the way of compromise the way up is an extreme way because your lock will be broken time and time again you have to go through the narrow entrance at the top 
Pesach Hatzar, about Shuvah has to go through a narrow path. Vizimar Shom Chazal, Kolas Cholos, Koshos, all beginnings are difficult. Hanish Torah Lasso is God and Mikoy, you have to make a strong, powerful move. A fence, you have to go above the way of compromise. And then that will be the only way that you'll be able to maintain your love to Madrega. Rabbi Yisrael, we have a, a lot of thinking and work to do.